Well, I tell you, if you have your Bible, you can lift it up. If not, you can just say this. Say, this is my Bible. I believe it is God Almighty in written form. And today, it went in my heart, my mind, my emotions, and my body, conforming me to the image of Jesus, to the glory of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we've been doing a lot regarding the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of fire. This is uh, in the same vein, but we're going to be uh, talking about open relationship. Uh, I don't know what God is speaking to everyone. I love to hear like a Bible study and, you know, what's, do you feel God speaking to you? I ask that a lot because I want to know. Nobody has a corner on the market. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting. If eight people say the same thing, it's probably one of the things God's speaking, right? You know, uh, I really do believe that God is speaking a number of things for 2023. And uh, an open relationship is the, is the thing that really is coming to me. And we're going to share what that entails. And I want to do that uh, in, as an introduction today. Uh, you know, 2023, one of my favorite verses in scriptures in Jeremiah 9, 23, 24, says, not, let not the rich man boast in his riches, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, but he who glories glory in this, that I am a God of loving kindness, righteousness, and judgment. And I think that seriously, to me, uh, Jeremiah 9, 23 is really, would be good for 2023. Amen? We want to enter into the loving kindness of God. We want to enter into his righteousness, glory to God. And we want to enter into the judgment of God, where the enemies of God are dealt with, hopefully under salvation. But God will not let those who bring harm uh, just, just to reign in our midst. Amen? So Jeremiah 9.23 is a scripture I'm really entering into for 2023. But what God's speaking to you, I want to encourage you. He says, without a vision, you perish. But with the vision, I want to encourage you. Just, man, and we're going to look into this a little bit, but that which is your passion. The Bible says, you know, write it down. Have it before you every day. Whether it's to be more of a soul winner, just to get closer to Jesus, you know, and then put action, amen, to your desires. If God's telling you that, you say, I want to get closer to Jesus, and he says, spend 10 more minutes daily with me, or do this, or do this, then do it. Amen? But uh, I'll tell you what, so much of our Christian walk is what we do with what has been given to us. Amen? There's times where you do wait on God, but I think more often than not, God's waiting on us. Amen? And we can take the word of God. We can enter into things that we know in our spirit and we become doers of that. Glory to God. And uh, amen. So there's a lot we want to enter into today. So open relationship, what is it? Uh, open relationship is just what it says. You know, the world really doesn't know what relationship with God is. You know, they talk about blind faith. You know what? Faith is not blind. Faith is seeing the end from the beginning. Amen? God's desire is open relationship. Does that mean that you're going to see Jesus in vision form every day? 
Not necessarily, because there's times, you know, where you're just walking by faith. But it's not just walking by faith. When you walk by faith, you enter into seeing him. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. It says, Moses overcame, Moses endured, seeing him who is invisible. Glory to God. He is invisible to the world. He's not real to the world. But he who is invisible can be seen. And what you see, you will be. Amen? So we're going to enter into a series on open relationship and tells a number of things. We'll give an overview today. And I tell you what, there's just a lot here. Glory to God. So I put down the, the enter into open relationship. Go with me to Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's knowing that you know. Hebrews 11.1. 1. We're not called to think something's real, to think this might happen. We're called to know what we know. Hebrews chapter 11, of course, is the definition of faith. Let's get there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a spiritual substance. It's that in your spirit that simply causes you to know. And that word know is the Greek word enos. It means to, to know that you know, just like you know one plus one is two. You know the heart of the Father. And, and God's calling that. When you're in an open relationship, glory to God, the word speaks to you. If someone speaks to you and says, you know what, I'm going to give you a million dollars next year at this time. Amen? And they're reputable. Those words, man, they change your life, don't they? Amen? God's word, hallelujah, is him speaking. Glory to God. Faith is the substance. Glory to God. Mm, of things unseen, of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Just like Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Well, there was no rain. There was no sound outwardly. Was he lying? No. He heard it in his spirit. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Open relationship is walking in the spirit by Holy Spirit through your spirit. Primarily through the word of God. The written word of God. Also through the prophetic. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's seeing. It's knowing it's seeing. Mm. A lot of times you hear an expression, do you see what I said? Well, when someone says something, it causes you to see. Amen. If I say, you know, I just, uh, somebody I know has a, has a dog. Well, you envision a dog. They have a big dog. You know what I'm saying? They have a big brown dog. Your words bring seeing. Psalm 119, 130 says the entrance of his words bring light. Light so you can see the Jesus of this word. Glory to God. When you read this word, you see Jesus through the eyes of your spirit just the way we see one another. Mm. Someone says, that's strong. Yes, because the veil has been rent. 
The blood's been shed. The price has been paid. It is finished. The kingdom of God is here. Amen? Woo! Glory to God. It's seeing Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then it's entering in to being what you see. Whew. Elijah told Elisha, you'll have what you see. You will be what you see. Glory to God. What you know through the mind of your spirit. Just like you have substance in your natural mind that causes you to be able to think, right? Amen? Glory to God. There's a spiritual substance in the mind of your spirit that causes you to know. The eyes of your spirit through the word of God cause you to see Jesus. Seeing him is invisible. Glory to God. And this causes you to be who you are. We need to know that what we see, we are. Amen? I'll share on this a little bit, but in, especially in the American church, it, we separate things. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got a revelation. Well, that's great. You got the revelation. But when you get a revelation, believe that what's been revealed to you is going to become part of your life so it can be who you are. Amen? Don't separate knowing and seeing from being. Amen? Glory to God. Well, I know that's true, but... No, I know it's true and I am according to what I know. I am according to what I see. But it doesn't look like that in the natural. Well, that's what I'm not, I'm not looking at the natural. I'm seeing Jesus in the spirit and then as I believe, hallelujah, then he invades the natural, takes over the natural. And now, this is who I, you and I are becoming. Woo, glory to God. Through knowing and seeing. Openly, glory to God. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He who knew no sin became sin, that we might become, that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ. And we are, but we have to enter into that fully. Negating condemnation, negating inability, negating Amen, the lies of the devil. And lastly, we're in, you mix your faith. Amen. I'll tell you what, it's about love. When you love God and you know in your heart maybe that you're supposed to do something and you see Jesus with you, man, and you don't feel like it. It doesn't seem like it's working. You continue to mix your faith. Hebrews 4, 2. You know, the ten spies had faith. And they saw, they saw, man, they saw the Red Sea split. But they didn't mix their faith. You can be strong, but you need to be courageous. Amen? We need to mix again, strong and courageous. We need to mix our faith. What's mixing your faith mean? It means being a doer of the word. It means worshiping God and seeing the answer even in the midst of the storm. It's knowing and expecting that God's going to bring it to pass. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But let's elaborate a little bit. We said knowing comes through faith. And I tell you, your relationship will be as real to you as your faith is real. Because you live by faith. Glory to God. I tell you what. 
uh, there, you know, there's a guy was uh, watch, watching it. I don't know the deal, but uh, he lost an eye and he couldn't see out of that eye. And uh, he prayed that he could see. And uh, he, had, he had a glass eye. And he still doesn't have an eye there, but he can see perfectly. And sometimes just to freak people out, you know, among friends, he just pumps his eye out. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? It's a glass eye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he says, and they said, how can you see? He said, it's a continual miracle. And someone said, but you don't have an eye. He said, I didn't pray for a creative miracle. He said, I didn't even pray to be healed. I just prayed to see. <laughs> Amen. But that's according to his faith. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We need to get free, amen, and get our eyes off of ourselves, our eyes off of the past, eyes off of battles where we did lose to some degree, and we need to enter in and being free. Glory to God. But it's faith in God. That sounds simple. It's not faith in yourself. Faith is believing that Jesus will do according to what he said he will do, knowing and according to the God that you see. It's faith in him. It's faith in him. Glory to God. Amen? So it's not faith in, in anything, in an equation, in a formula. It's faith in him. It's not faith if I repeat a thousand times it'll happen. It's faith in him. It's faith in him. Glory to God. Second, it's seeing God. Like I said, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. 27. Man. Moses entered into victory through seeing him who was invisible. Well, he's invisible to the natural realm. But glory to God. He reigns in the spirit realm. That's why God gave us a spirit. Amen? Whew. So you could know and see him spirit to spirit, interact spirit to spirit. Glory to God. You know, and so we don't want to make it more difficult than it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, you know, you, you enter in to understanding that the reason that you can know it's because you have a knower. How's that for complicated? So it says, how do you know, you know that Jesus is going to come through? Because I have a knower. A knower is, again, our spirit man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's by grace. It's through being a child of God. We have a knower. We have a mind of our spirit to know, the eyes of our spirit to see. Because we're a child of God. Glory to God. Not needs to be cultivated, but it's because we're a child of God. And, and, and then mixing, again, you know, James 1, being a doer of the word. Glory to God. Entering into expectation. So we're going to, you know, this is again, we're giving an overview. Glory to God. All right. Go with me to 2 Kings 13. In 2 Kings 13, we've looked at this numerous times. It, it bears repetition in a lot of different contexts. But when you read 2 Kings 13, right, this is the word of God. And 
God gives us his word so we enter into a place where we know glory to Jesus. Mm, hallelujah. Where we enter into knowing 2 Kings 13, uh, 20, that we have victory. God's word is to convey to us that we are the ones that have leverage. We have winds that are back, wind that are back. Verse 20, and Elisha died and they buried him and the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming end of the year. It came to pass as they were burying a man that behold, they spied a band of men and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived being raised from the dead, standing up on his feet. Why is that in the Bible? Well, it's in the Bible because God wants us to know that through the word of God that we have the leverage. We have the victory. Think about this. Old Testament prophet and he raises the dead when he's dead. Come on. That's, that's the power of God. How'd that happen? Well, every time he prophesied, every time he did a work of God, now the Holy Ghost was not in him, but he would come upon him and a residue of the anointing would get in his bones. Just like it would get into the aprons and handkerchiefs of Paul. And he'd send those handkerchiefs and demons would be cast out. People would be healed. So Elijah's dead. And a man touches his bones. Well, Elijah's not there, but his bones are still anointed. Wow. See, this is, this is what God wants us to meditate on in open relationship. You'll become what you meditate on. I'm not saying there's not challenges, but we're going to look at some principles that help us to overcome challenges. Big time. So you make a declaration. If the dead bones of an Old Testament prophet can raise the dead, I will surely be able to raise the dead through the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost as a New Testament person. Glory. Amen. Put that on your refrigerator door and let mother-in-law come and see that. Amen. Glory to God. Put it on your refrigerator door. Someone says, what on earth? And you say, that's the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because where there's blood, there's oil. We enter in really to getting out of our minds. Amen? Someone says, you're out of your mind. And you say, thank you. Because I'm in the mind of Christ. Or like David Hogan says, you know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just out of your mind. But if we're going to enter into open relationship, this is what we have to, amen? To see the unseen, you have to say the unsaid. Now here's what's exciting. That declaration we just conveyed is for every person in here, every person in the body of Christ. Because it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about the greater one in us through the blood that was shed. Amen?
Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. See, stuff like this gets you excited. Amen? Glory to God. You look at 2 Samuel 23 and see all these great things that uh, David's mighty men did. I mean, just amazing things. I mean, let's look at this. Hallelujah, God. I mean, it's just amazing. And these are Old Testament men. But David imparted the anointing in him to them. Glory to God. So 2 Samuel 23, it says, verse 8, these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. And it talks about the first guy, uh, Tachmonat, who sat in the, in the seat. He was, he was first of all his mighty men. And uh, he lifted up his spear against 800 men and slew them at one time. 800 men against this one guy. And he wins. Wow. Why is it in the Bible? So that we might know that this is our God. Amen? Talks about somebody else uh, going down into a, a snowy pit and uh, fighting a lion. Where do you think he got that from? Obviously from David. And, and he destroyed the lion. Glory to God. Just, just, oh my goodness. And the greatest thing about these men is that David was a type of God. Obviously, he wasn't. And, and these three men are a type of the church. And they heard him saying, I wish I could have a drink from the well of Bethlehem. What well, was surrounded by Philistines? But they risked their lives to get their king a drink. And isn't that what we live for? To quench the thirst of our king. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. So this gets you excited. Amen? But this is how Jesus ministered. In John 17, 6, Jesus said, I have manifested your name unto these men. We spend a lot of time going over the primary names of God. Not all of them. You always say a Beth, you know, you know, El Shaddai, El Elyon, the, the names of God. Because the names of God represent the inward being of God. And Jesus said, my ministry was to manifest the names. You know, to the woman that they were going to stone the death, I manifested my name of mercy. To Lazarus, I manifest my name of resurrection and life. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. So, we, and this is how Jesus ministered. I tell people all the time, you should always be discipled by somebody and be discipling someone. Glory to God. But this is how Jesus discipled. Now, even, you know, and the men of God, Elijah, you know, uh, remember in 2 Kings, I believe in chapter 5, uh, they were building a house for the prophets. And uh, this was Elisha, I'm sorry, not Elijah. And, and a guy borrowed an axe head to, to help cut down the, the tree. And he lost it. And it was, man, in this big lake, way, way down at the bottom of a lake. 
And he said, Master, I mean, it was borrowed, it's expensive. I, I don't know what to do. Remember what Elisha did? He cut off a branch representing Calvary, the cross. He threw it into the water and it made iron float. Glory to God. The cross makes iron float. Amen? Glory. But he said, now you take it out of the water. Why did he say that? Because he wanted him to be involved in the miracle. Glory to God. Just like Jesus, when he multiplied the bread, he multiplied it through their hands. Glory to God. But Jesus was a God. Jesus was somebody that was demonstrating to these men the reality of the kingdom of God being at hand. The reality of open relationship with God. The reality of open relationship with God. You know, with Nathaniel, you know, Nathaniel comes to him. He's been, he's been told that, you know, this is the Messiah. And Jesus prophesies to him, an Israelite in whom there is no guile, and I saw you underneath the juniper tree before you came. Nathaniel says, wow. You know, you surely are the Messiah. And Jesus says, this is just a little bit of what you're going to see. Now, Jesus worked with these men to know that there was sacrifice involved, to say the least. But he entered in to a relationship with him with these men, whereby they saw the kingdom of God. I believe God's saying in 2023 for us, you've sown, 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 it's a time, and you've seen reaping, but it's going to be a time of open, open manifestation. Let's look at a few things that are just, uh, men that are awesome. Uh, in Mark 6, Mark's, uh, well, let's go there. Time runs out so quick. Let's go to Mark 6. Where Jesus multiplies the bread. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. So Jesus multiplies the bread. Glory to God. It's in uh, verse 37. Well, let's start in verse 36. The disciples say, Mark 6, 36, send them away that they may go to the country round about into the villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. So there was no need for this miracle because they, they had money and they, could, and they could easily go and, and get themselves something to eat. Hmm. But Jesus said to them, how many loaves have you? Go and see. And they said, five and two fishes. He commands the people to sit down in fifties. And then when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looks up into heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, Gave them to his disciples, and they fed thousands and thousands of people, right? Well, that's open manifestation. See, people say, well, that, that's the Bible. And I see that that's in the Bible. But, well, it's in the Bible, so it can be in your life. You know, Roland Highland Baker, they've started 18,000 churches in Africa. They're based in Mozambique, a very difficult country. And we had some people that we know real well that, you know, spent some time with them. And, man, there's bread and multiplied over and over again because kids are dying. 
It's not just there to have something to teach at Sunday school. It's there for us to enter into a place where open relationships real to us. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 6, 21. I think if anything shares about open relationship, it would be this. I mean, you could go on and on, and we will go on and on with this because it's so vital. But this is what you need to meditate on. Jesus turning water into wine. Jesus multiplying bread. Jesus causing Peter to walk on the water. All that's open relationship. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So in John 6, 21, hmm, Let's start with verse 16. And when evening was now come, the disciples went down under the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark and Jesus would not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and 20 or 30 furlongs, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship and they were afraid. And he said unto them, in his eye, do not be afraid. So Jesus is praying. He sends the disciples away. It's a ship, not a little boat. And, you know, they've been toiling, rowing. And they're tired. And Jesus, they willingly receive him the ship. We're on verse 21. And immediately the ship was translated in a moment's time. And was at its destination. Woo! Someone say amen. Glory. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Man, if you're, you, let's say there's all of us here. We're led to go to Mexico and help Brother Hug, uh, Hogan with, uh, for a week, all right? When we're praying, and then bang, you're in Mexico, amen? Would you say, huh, that's neat. No, you say, whoa, wow, Jesus. I bet you'd lead someone to Jesus that day, amen? And then you did your, you know, you led people to Jesus, you helped build churches, whatever you did. And you're praying again, and bang, you're right back here. Someone says, well, how, how, how was the mission trip? How was the mission trip? Wow. This is what God, now, I understand. There's challenges. The devil tries to get us out of the spirit. That's why we meditate on this daily. So the natural doesn't take us over. So when you get an unexpected bill, it doesn't get you out of the spirit. So when you give something, a migraine tries to come on, you don't get out of the spirit. So when something happens, somebody offends you, whatever, you don't get out of the spirit. I get it, there's battles. But that's why we stay in the spirit, to minister to our God. Because Jesus died for open relationship. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Man, that's just so good. 
Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, then he called the 12 disciples together, gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Woo! Glory to God. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And in verse 6, they departed, went through the towns, preaching the gospel, healing everywhere. Wow. Someone just look how great the apostles were. Were they were great men? But think about this. Judas was one of the twelve. I don't think Judas was all in the spirit then. But why did he even through his hands, through his lips of demons run? Because he had the badge of authority that was given him. Amen? It wasn't Judas, it was the badge given him. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Let's enter into some principles that I think help us in the context of open relationship. Again, we're not saying that the enemy's not going to try to challenge us. You know, who are you to do this? The miracles of cease, cessationism. Who are you? You messed up yesterday. I mean, you lost this battle. Where was God then? You're struggling with this now. Man, this doesn't look like it's working. I get it. But guess what? Greater is he that's in us than all the garbage that we're fighting against. Amen? Amen. Truth is greater than a lie. Light is greater than darkness. Holy Ghost is infinitely greater than the devil, and angels outnumber demons two to one. Amen? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So first principle, let's look at three. It's not about the need. It's about who God is and who he is to you. It's not about the need. Someone says, this person doesn't have legs. Well, Smith Wigglesworth said something good. He said, he's ministering to a guy, a pastor in England. And I had no legs. He had artificial limbs, but they're not like the sophisticated limbs we have today. And uh, it was at supper, and they were ending supper. He just said, go to the shoe store tomorrow and get a pair of shoes. Well, he thought it was kind of a joke, and then God said, no, it's, it's the word of the Lord. Well, there's Holy Ghost manifesting, but also it went into this man and created faith. Glory to God. And I'm sure when he woke up, he wasn't, is this crazy or what? But he mixed his faith by Holy Spirit. And he went down to the shoe store. And uh, I mean, he was the first one there before it opened. Went in. And uh, the attendant came, and then he saw a situation and said, we can't help you. He said, just get, I need a pair of shoes, color of black, size eight and a half. And uh, he put one stump in, and a leg appeared. A second stump in, another leg appeared. It's all documented. How come when the devil says, does something, you don't ask if it's documented? But when God does something, is it documented? Well, it's, it's, I, I believe in getting documentation, but I believe God. 
So, yeah, this is documented. So, uh, but when he came back, Smith Wigglesworth rejoiced with the guy who was staying in his house. But he said something good. He said, I don't believe it's more difficult for God to create those legs than it is to heal broken finger. Mm. Now, in our minds, that is, you know, getting legs in the natural, it is more difficult, right? But it's impossible to heal, to do anything outside of God. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think God was up there saying, man, Smith, why'd you say that? You really put me on the spot. Turns to Jesus and says, man, you know, what are we going to do? I think he said, praise God, somebody spoke what's in my heart. Amen? So we need to be open relationship. We need to understand it's not about the degree of the need. And I'm preaching this to myself, but about God. Because it's easy. Our natural minds kick in. Why this? Why that? We need to put our natural mind on the shelf and say, you're just a vehicle of the mind of my spirit, of the word of God. Amen? But see, we have to meditate on this. And that's the second principle. You will have what you cultivate. You know, we're talking about this because it's real. But you've got to meditate on this every day. Why do I have time to meditate? Can I tell you something? If you meditate on the word of God, it will save you a lot of time praying. A lot of people keep crying out to God because the word's not in their heart and they're asking something for God to do that they should already have entered into faith for by meditating. Come on. Hmm. Well, I don't understand the word that well, or, you know, I, I can't read that well. well. Well, get a tape, get a CD. You are no less qualified to enter into this than anybody in the world. No one is less qualified than anyone else because Jesus has qualified us. Amen? Colossians 1. So we need to enter in to cultivate this, amen, the quiet times, what church is about, fellowship is about, amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. I was going to save this towards the last, but let me put this in with cultivation. Most of us at times don't cultivate the word because we're not in a place of faith and we're letting the natural dominate. It's not been there. Man, I, years ago, I remember, man, I, it looked like that. My, everything was caving in. I mean, everything you think of was going wrong. <laughs> and, I, and I felt, man, and I should have just gotten in the Word and used my authority, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't do anything bad. But, man, I watched more baseball games that summer than I ever have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just said, Lord, just let me be. You know what I'm saying? You ever been there? Oh, my gosh. Double headers and triple headers. And God says, what are you doing? And I, and I just got honest. And I said, you know what, Lord? It doesn't seem to be working. 
I was only about 20, let's see how old, about 28 years old. And our church that I was going to is a very prophetic church called Living Word. And I, I love the church. And uh, I mean, I was down. I was looking for a word from somebody because I wasn't in this word. I'm going, I, don't even, this is, I know the silliest thing you've ever heard. But there was a, a department store called Jamesway up in Grove City. Now I think it's where Walmart is. And they had this thing. When you walked into the store, there was this parrot in this machine that would say something to you. Okay? And I said, God, I've tried everything. I don't know why I did this. So I said, when I walk in the store, I'll go believe you're going to speak to me through the parrot. <laughs> I was down. But then, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, parent, pastor, teacher, right? But anyway, you know what I'm saying? So I got up there, and because so, he will come up with some good sayings, you know, sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You're doing well. You're doing well. You know, your day's going to get better. He had all kinds of things, like fortune cookies, right? So I'm, I'm in there making sure nobody's looking. And the parent says, hello, hello, hello. And I thought, oh, God, that's not what I needed. I thought... Have I gone this far away? <laughs> and I went back and I said, Lord, no more baseball games. Just help me, Jesus. And I got together with the guy that was discipling me and I said, I need help. <laughs> he said, yes, you do. And, and I understand there's challenges. But Jesus is there. Amen? But see, I got out of the spirit because I lost my hope in some things. I shared this before, it's just the three E's. Excitement, expectation, and effectiveness. We need to be excited about the word. We need to be excited that we have authority. That when the devil comes against us or our family, I tell you what, there's angels that will decapitate demonic forces for real. We need to be excited that the words we speak are greater than the lies that come against people. We need to be excited about how awesome, amazing, and precious and magnificent Jesus is and the privilege we have, man, to eat of him and drink of him. And when we're in the word, the word will get in us and we will enter into knowing, seeing, being, for real. So we enter into excitement. We enter into expectation. When you read the word, Jesus is going to, Holy Spirit is going to open up this word just like he did to Jesus. Holy Spirit is the author and perfecter of your faith. Glory to God. And then we need to enter into, let's look at, again, the reality of grace and mercy. Galatians 4, 6, let's go there. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Galatians 4, 6. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Kila badasahate. Kila botai. Let's start with verse 1. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he's Lord of all. Can I tell you something? You're a joint heir with Jesus. 
But if you don't know it, you're not going to live much different than the world does. Amen? It's just not who you are, but knowing who you are and walking in the light of it. Amen? But it's under tutors and governors and the time appointed by the Father. Even so, when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might enter in to sonship, the adoption of sons. And because you are sons and daughters of the living God, he sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And of course, a daughter of God. And if a child of God, then an heir of God through Christ. I love this verse. Obviously, this is one of the verses where we got the name of the church, of a Christian church. But this is what it's about. You cry, Abba, Father, just like Jesus does. Why? Because it's natural to you. Because you're born. Hebrews 2.14. You're born of his image. The DNA of God through the new birth through Holy Ghost. Oof. Because you're sons and daughters of God. You cry Abba. You have a need for his, his glory. You enter into a place, Christ is in you the hope of glory, where the glory of God, that's what kept ministering to me today during worship. Man, what is lacking unto the essence of God? One word from his lips or like all the gold in the world. You can't quantify it because it's infinite. Wow. You start, you, you start to see. Wow. You hunger. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because you're children of God. Here's the deal, guys. If you listen to this and I tell you, the devil says it's not for you and he'll try to condemn you because you're not doing it or saying this is just too much. No. It's because you're thinking about you having to do it. It's because you're a child of God. Do you know why you know openly through your spirit that the word's true? Again, it's because you have the mind of Christ. How'd you get that? By grace. By birth. The new birth. By Holy Spirit. You have eyes to see the invisible. Where'd you get that? Because you fast 40 days every two months? Why do you get that? 
Because it's part of your inheritance as a joint heir with Jesus. Because Jesus deposited it into your account and the Holy Ghost manifests it. Why do we have this hope of entering into open relationship? Because it's crossed in you. Giving you a hope, a hunger for this. The hope of glory. Colossians 1.27. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. So we enter in because this is the gospel. This is the gospel. So we enter in the excitement, expectation of that. We declare what the word says. Amen. Glory to God. But it's because you're sons. Jesus said in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you'll do also. Well, in greater works, I believe the greater works in the new birth because he couldn't bring the new birth because his blood wasn't shed when he was on the earth. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was not yet given. But Feeding 5,000, raising the dead. Most importantly, sharing the gospel with a generation that's being mocked and destroyed. Wow. So Jesus says that. How's it come about? Because as a child of God, we have the ability to know him. We have the ability to see him, experience his presence, his voice, in a way that's amazing. And it affects every area of life. I just wrote, you know, your intimacy with him first, winning souls Wholeness, 3 John 2, I want you to be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. Entering into his character first and foremost. No fear. He had the miraculous, the gifts of the spirit, financial blessing. We need it, financial blessing. You need it for your family. You need it to finance the kingdom of God. Wisdom, courage. Man, it's all there. Glory to Jesus. It's all there. Hallelujah. So, you know, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to enter in the, the doing, we'll do probably at least a month on the gifts of the Spirit. But the gifts of the Spirit, can I tell you something? I have a problem. I know you need to find your gift. I got it. You should. But see, so many people, the reason they don't enter into the gifts of the Spirit or they enter in and it messes them up, they want to enter into calling, they want to enter into the gifts of the Spirit to give them an identity. Well, I get 12 words of knowledge every day. Well, that's good. You should. Can I tell you something? You don't enter into anything in Jesus to get an identity. 
You enter into everything in Jesus because you have an identity. Woo! Glory! Man, if you're going to enter into something to get an identity, you're going to be in trouble. Because it's going to go up and down. Sometimes people are going to receive you and sometimes they're not. Mm, they did Jesus. 90% of the people he discipled left them in John 6. All this is because of who we are. By grace. By birth. Glory to God. But we enter in. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And because of this, we have leverage. Yeah, there'll be confrontation with the enemy. But that's good. You know, somebody's being hurt by the devil. And God says, you know what? You need to intercede for them. You need to go to them and tell them there's a way out. There's confrontation. The devil tries to bring up a familiar sin. You know, you know, he tries to bring up your past, tries to do this, tries to do that. When you're in an open relationship, can I tell you something? The devil cannot win when he's out in the open. Whew. He can't win. One of the main spirits of the enemy is called Leviathan. It's like he's in the sea. He high, he's in the sea. Then he comes out, does damage, goes back in the sea. Man. You want him to confront you. It's even better when you confront him. And now you got open, open. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Man, it's open. Hallelujah. You know, just like hunting. You know, I don't know, I didn't know anything about hunting. Still don't know much. But I know this. If there's a bear or whatever it is, and he, he comes in the open and you got a gun, you've got leverage. But as long as he can't, you can't see him or a lion or whatever it is, he can have leverage. Now, the devil never has leverage. But it's open confrontation. And it's good. It is really good. It is really, really good. Because you know why? You do the speaking through Holy Ghost. And Holy Ghost does the manifesting. Amen? Woo, glory. So 2023. I believe there's been a lot of sowing. It's time to reap. It's time to reap. If you're listening to my voice right now and you put off walking with Jesus due to your selfishness, or maybe you got hurt by the church or hurt some way. God's not the one that hurt you. He's the one that died for you. It's time to stop blaming God 
and run into his arms. If you're, if you're struggling with Jesus, you're a believer. It's time to know. That he's waiting to bring you into a life of victory through what you just heard. Because when you know and you see, you expect and declare. And when the name's manifested, there's nothing like it in the world. So if you're not, if you're not a believer and you say, hey, I, I need Jesus now, I get it. Just say, I'm so sorry. I repent. I mean, I want change. I believe you died on the cross for me, rose on my behalf, and want to live within me. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Cause me to be born again. If you said that, there's a number on the screen that'll help you. If you're someone that's just struggling, we've all struggled as Christians. We have all struggled. But Jesus has lifted us up. He's crying out to you, whether you're a prodigal, or whether you're just saying, man, I, this isn't working for me. Jesus will make it work. Say, Lord, I believe you. Help me right now. Enter into a place of victory, of knowing that what you said will surely come to pass. Jesus is there to help you. For those of us today, you can stand with me. You're dangerous when you're excited. You're dangerous when you're expected. The joy of the Lord is your strength and my strength. We have reason to be joyful. Amen? We have reason to be happy. Someone says, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. But guess what? Jesus protects us. We have so much to be thankful for. Woo, and we are rising to reign on his behalf. Glory to God. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost.